Hi, my name's Katie. I'm a certified life coach, mother of four, prince, lover, and seeker of joy. Every week, I'm going to give you tools, tips, and tricks to create joy in your everyday life. Based typically on the law of assumption, but we go through other ways as well. So if you want to experience joy in your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday life, come on, let's go. Hello, beloved. How are you today? How have you been? Since last we spoke, I hope amazing. I hope you're experiencing all the joys of life and that you are creating and seeing in your reality all the things that you desire to create. I mean, the fact is you're creating whatever you desire, period. But if it brings you joy or not is the question. We're always creating with our assumptions, aren't we? Good or bad. We're always creating. But do we want it is the question, right? (laughs) So let's start off with Soul Truth Today. Get right into it. So the Soul Truth Today by Brianne Hovey says, when was the last time I danced freely? Hey, I swear these cards are in tune with your girl. They're in tune. I'll tell you why in a minute. Let's read it. Dance, because it will shift you into a beautiful state, because it will get you out of your head and into your body and heart, because fear lives in the head along with anxiety, control, guilt, frustration, and impatience. In just a few minutes of dancing, you will make the shift, it says it in all caps, you will feel a charge of joy and confidence take over and you will feel a soul reminder to live and lead from your heart. Dancing is a tool to ground us in the now. It triggers happiness and it is the gateway to freedom, to become free. And it's like caps free. Dance. Today's soul action. Dance for three minutes to your favorite song. Notice the inward fire grow within and the feeling you feel being with you. You have a wild loving force. Express it with dance today. Booyah. So the way I say these cards are lying to me, Avi, they're my cards. So they've attuned to me if you believe in that. But I just did this the other day. I love music. We all know that. So I always put on YouTube playlists, Spotify playlists. I'm a girl who grew up in the 80s and I was addicted to MTV growing up. I was one of the few people on my block who had cable and we did all the MTV all day long. That's just my jam. That's probably why I love music so much because I have a visual aid to it. Anyway, so I like to reminisce and I love watching music videos on YouTube. And I love getting up and dancing like it's my own little personal nightclub at home. Just dancing my butt off, dripping sweat. Who cares? It's cathartic. Somatic therapy deals with movement of the body. Dancing is a movement therapy. Also another form of therapy that people, I think, confuse unless you get into the world of woo is tantric therapy. Tantra is often associated with sex, but it is really the therapy of movement. Tantra is movement and moving things out of your body. So if you want to get more or discover more of those types of healing, somatic or Tantra therapy, that's what helps activate joy in the body. We are not 
just mind. We're not just body. We're not just spirit. We're all of these components. And so we have to utilize all of them to bring in wholeness in our life. So dance today. Put on a song and dance your ass off, dude, and feel it. And then tell me how you feel after. If ever you, that's another way I feel my emotions. Like we've done on a podcast in the past, an emotional scan where if you're having an anxiety attack, you drop in, start naming your feelings. What does it feel like? What does it look like? What is it named? What color is it? How is it moving? Where is it located in your body? That is a form of feeling your feelings. But dance allows you to push that out and release that energy. It's like when, I don't know if you've ever seen a therapist for trauma. I have. And that is what the goal of PTSD therapy is for, is to release the emotion from your body. That's what EMDR and all that is for. Dance is another way to release emotions from your body so that you're not holding on into them staying stuck in a fight, flight, or freeze mode. So anyway, dance it out, baby, dance. Dancing, dancing, dancing. Boom, boom, boom. She's a dancing machine, right? (laughs) Maybe y'all don't know that. You should, though. That's Michael Jackson. Come on now. Or Jackson 5, right? So let's get on to the topic today. I wanted to pop on and talk about worry addiction. I speak of this not as someone who is like, oh, this is something you need to do. Remember, I am not a guru. I'm a basic bitch living my life. I'm, yes, a certified coach, but I'm a human being just like you. I have emotions. I have feelings. And these are tools that I use to help me or things I've discovered along my human journey that I pass along to help others because I wish someone would have helped me get from point A to point B a little bit more efficiently. I had to discover all this shit by trial and error. Does it make it bad? No, I relished in the experience. This is what I'm passionate about. But for those who just want a little relief, I hope that I can just make the process a little bit smoother so you don't have to go through all the turmoil that I went through to get here, right? Anyway, so today we're going to talk about worry addiction. And the reason I bring this up is because I realized that I still have some remnants of worry addiction myself. Yay. So we know what an addiction is. It's where You habitually do something over and over. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It just means our brains are super efficient and we can program them to do whatever we desire. And sometimes we program them for buffers so that we can feel comforted and safe in our environment. And that's what addiction is. And some label it as a disease and some uh, do not. But That's basically what addiction is. It's a habitual way of thinking over and over. But I must tell you, the one thing that I do find of addiction that resonates with me so deeply is, maybe I'll get into that in a minute. Let's just go down the line. Okay, well, no, I'll just say it. So what I find fascinating about addiction is an addict, myself included, when I was addicted, nothing could stop me. And I mean that as in nothing could stop me from pursuing what I wanted, which was obviously the drug. It didn't matter if it was my mama, my friend, I would do whatever it took to achieve that. Okay. So that's a good thing and a bad thing. 
I feel like it's bad, obviously, because it was used in a lack type of way. But I feel like we forget that we have that innate drive within us if we would become um, I wouldn't say addicted, but focused on the correct things. We think we don't have the power within us to achieve our goals and dreams. But the truth is, is what we do. We just don't have that innate burning, like that driving force that addicts do. So, I mean, that is the good part of addiction. I know it doesn't sound amazing to say good part of addiction, but it's that we have the ability to have that singular focus and that drive. Drug addicts do not give a shit. They're getting their fix and they don't care if they have to go through you, 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 you. There's a singular focus. They're achieving that. We need to be that way in a positive light within the golden rule when it comes to manifesting our creations or desires or achieving positive results and big goals, right? So that's the, that can be the beauty in addiction. There's always beauty in everything. We live in a dual world, a relative world, a world of duality. I've told you this before, high, low, up, down, good, bad, short, tall, you know, happy, sad, duality. Anyway, so when I talk about worry addiction, I say this because I realized that I was being addicted to worry because I had something that I was trying to create in my world. And anytime I'd get excited about it, I could feel old, paradigms or old thought beliefs of I'm not safe to uh, want that. I'm not safe to desire that. And when I did end up eventually getting it, I was so worried. This is why self-concept is so important because I was so worried that I was undeserving of it that could I keep it. That's why I say to work on self-concept before you try to create like, let's say a man or this or that. Nothing outside of you is going to make you feel good within. And if you don't have a strong self-concept, you're just going to sabotage. You're going to pull a beastie boys and be like, listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage. And you're going to burn that shit to the ground, which is what I was trying to do in my world. And it was unfortunate that I didn't see that I was deserving. Unfortunate is in, why couldn't I see? Like, I know this stuff intellectually, but I just could not generate the thought that would make it click in my body for the emotion. I knew it intellectually, but I couldn't create an experience that would let me be the calm in that moment. I was being worry instead of being present and peace. So are you addicted to worry? Do you feel that if you feel joy about something, especially if it's something that you really want, right? Or anything in life, any type of goal, are you scared to go after it because or experience joy around it because you, A, feel like you don't deserve it, B, like it's not safe. Like with me, with that worry, I was like, I'm worried. And I know that there's joy like on the other side of the street, but I'm scared that I'm being irresponsible by going over to the joy because I should be worrying. And if I'm not worrying, is, is that really the responsible thing to do is to not worry where this is why we need to be questioning our thoughts. Sometimes we link morality or our values with worry. Why would we do that? I was doing that. Do you ever do that? I was like, well, if you're not worried, then you're not being responsible. You're not 
doing what you should be. Because if there's something that you need to do in the flesh, then if you're not worried, you're not going to have it come to light, which is totally opposite of what would really go down is when I live in a state of joy, I'm going to have more possibilities open to me. And I sat there and ran back and uh, back and forth across the street, like why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> That's what I did. I would toggle from worry, run over to joy. Oh, this feels so good. Oh, I feel guilty for feeling this happy. Go back over to worry to the other side of the street. Oh, worry this side of the street kind of stinky. Let me go back over to joy. Back and forth, back and forth. Do you guys ever do this? Do you? Well, That's why we need to be keeping our mind right and focused because if I wouldn't have stayed in my reading and my meditation and all that, something like that in the past would have taken me down. It would have. I would have been like, well, fuck it. I'm just not meant to have good things. And I would have spiraled and it probably would have taken me, uh, you know, I would have gotten back to a place of neutral baseline or even uh, joy, which is above baseline. But It would have taken me months where now it's like a matter of a week or two weeks or whatever. I'm able to process, learn what I need to learn, see how it was for me and move forward. One of the things that I love to do is delve into study. That's how I question my thoughts. I study more and that can be even a trap because we get into passive action, which is like where, oh, if I read, then I know this. If I see, then I know this. Well, that's not true. It's knowledge is not information. Otherwise, in this day and age, we'd all be fucking wizards, right? Because information's so abundant. Knowledge is not information. Head knowledge, we talked about that. Knowledge isn't anything until you walk it out and you go through the experience into be no experience be until you are the being the personification of that knowledge is it applicable in your life right so during my little worry and joy journey of back and forth across the street my little tennis match with myself I came across something from Neville and it just put my ass in check and maybe it'll do the same for you maybe it won't I don't know it says man is not the tenth tenant of his brain, but the landlord. And that's what, remember I say, we just like to hear shit that hits different. Like, obviously I've said this to you before. We are not our thoughts. We are the watcher of our thoughts. We are not what the brain does. We are not thinking. We're the watcher of the brain thinking and spewing out thoughts. That's what this is basically saying. Man isn't the tenant of his brain, but the landlord. We, the spirit is the ultimate controller of the brain. When we let that shit go on autopilot, it's going to spew. It's a giant computer. It's going to ticker tape and spew out whatever you've programmed into it. What are you programming though? That's where we need to use the prefrontal cortex and think on purpose. Even when shit comes up against us in the 3D that we don't like, that's when we say our 3D is not real. This is just an outpouring of old thoughts. When I think on purpose, I'm putting into the computer system new data and eventually that old data stream is going to run out and I'm going to create evidence based off this new data that I've entered in. As within, so without. As within, so without, correct? We can just decide to be happy and put down worry. It's as simple as that. Is it easy all the time? Fuck. 
No. But it really is as simple as like, I could have gone over to the curb, put down worry, been like, I understand that you're trying to help me. This is your way of trying to keep me safe. But Jenny, that's what we could call our worry. Jenny, I'm not doing it today. I'm not. I know you want to keep me safe, but I'm not safe over here because my adrenal glands, I'm like my nervous system. I need to turn on my parasympathetic nervous system, which is your calm down nervous system. Right now I'm over here in fight or flight mode. I need to get out of that. Jenny, I got to walk away. I got to go over to the other side of the street and joy. I got to calm myself down. I got to love on myself. That's where I'm going to create all new things. It's okay for me not to worry. It's okay for me not to meditate. Remember I told you people who say they can't meditate, that's bullshit because worry is a form of meditation. It's just to rehearse something over and over and over, a mantra. It's a feeling mantra that you just replay over and over in your mind. This should be different. What if it doesn't work? And that's another thing. If we're going to sit and tell the what if stories, what if it doesn't work? What if I get it and then this happens? What if I do it and then this happens? If we're going to tell the what ifs, we need to be programming the what ifs for good. What if it's everything you ever dreamed? What if you get it and it leads you to your highest victory? What if it creates the most joy you've ever felt in your life? What if it's good for you? What if you deserve all the goodness? What if it makes you feel safe? Why do we always go down the what ifs of negative? And that just shows programming because I'm going to leave you on this little piece right here. So our brains, we think that we're hardwired for negativity. No, our brains are hardwired for efficiency and safety. So worry makes you feel safe in a sense. I know that seems counterproductive, but it must. It makes you feel some sort of safety or dependability or you wouldn't do it. There's a payoff in it. So That's just a programming. That's a programming that you've done. Put in a new thing. Whatever we program repeatedly will be on our autopilot. Remember, we're just an assembly line. Like I said, we're just plugging in data and we're trying to create new data that's effective. But where this was going to, and sorry, I sometimes get off track, but where I was going with with this, with this, I'm coming like this. (laughs) I don't know if you guys listen to Crucial Conflict. That's some rap from back in the day, but he says like this. So actually Malcolm Gladwell says this. He says, we're hardwired really to trust people. Did you know that we're hardwired to trust? And we're so hardwired to trust that if we were to be in a room with like 10 people, let's say, and they all told a story, we would not be able to tell What person was lying and what person was telling the truth? If we guessed uh, correctly, it would be like, I guess he says a fluke of science because we as an individual have no better chance than an FBI profiler of being able to discern a lie through facial recognition, all sorts of things, because we are hardwired to trust. We cannot tell who's a liar. And that is because... Innately, we want to see the good. Innately, we want to think good things of all people, right? It's not just an empath thing or 
I'm an empath. I can tell when someone's lying or I'm an empath. I can tell when someone's good or I've developed this special skill where I can tell if you look to the left and da 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 that you're lying. I mean, I'm sure somebody has that gift. God gives out a plethora of gifts. (laughs) Maybe that what is yours. But I'm saying on the whole, Malcolm Gladwell's a scientist. That's what he gets off on. I tend to believe his work. So (laughs) innately, we're wired for good. So if we're going to start telling stories of what ifs, let's get off the worry addict train and let's start becoming hardwired to joy since that's our innate nature anyway. We got this. We can do this. You can put down the worry. You don't have to feel guilty for putting down worry. You're not going to achieve a better outcome or be doing something valuable by being busier or worrying about your situation. You're just meant to desire, plant that seed of desire, watch it grow with your belief. Your belief is like the fertilizer, the water, and watch God bring about a harvest in your life, a harvest of gratitude. Every day you need to be like, thank you that this is coming and let worry kick rocks down the road because you deserve all the good things in life. Anyway, sorry, beloved, if this was like on a little tangent, I was just going through this myself. I was like, bitch, even though, I mean, we evolve, we evolve and we learn and we think that we've got lessons down, but now, baby, you just get to take the AP version or the honors version of the same shit and up level your game. And that's all we all are doing here. So nobody's better or worse. We're just competing with self, right? We're strengthening our self-concept every day, every day. Because when that gets stronger, that's when we're like, I deserve good things. And they just come pouring in. I know I need to do a podcast shortly of all the things I've been manifesting lately because they, I just feel like I've been on a roll and I get so excited and I teach it to my kids and they've been manifesting things like crazy. And I just need to compile them all and get some of my clients to sign on to because I don't like sharing people's stuff unless they get permission, you know, that's their victories. And some things are very personal, but we need to do a podcast of that because I want to hear all the things you've been manifesting too, if you don't mind sharing my email at Katie, the, or it's Katie, the joy lady at Gmail. Send me the stuff that you've been creating in your life and how long it took you and what thoughts you used. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody. For everybody, you got to use your own thoughts because not every thought generates the same feeling for everybody and helps them live in the wish fulfilled. But I know this shit works and I know that we can do hard things. And I know that even if we feel like shit while we're doing it and we have worry, we can still get what the fuck we want. We can feel failure. We can feel fear. We can feel worry, anxious, all the perceived negative emotions and still get what the fuck we want. Because we're here to fill the whole rainbow of everything and still create everything we desire. We're just selecting it out of a catalog that's already been made. God already made it all. We're just selecting it. Anyway, I'm going to go because I'm just going to keep rambling. (laughs) Have a beautiful day, beloved, whatever you define that to be. Peace out. Thanks for kicking it with me. If you want, you can reach me by emailing me at katiethejoylady at gmail.com 
or you can check out my website at www.joyisyourbirthright.com. There, I always have four free intro sessions so we can pick at any limiting belief that you want and bring you some clarity so you can see what the power of coaching can do. So hit me up. Otherwise, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Peace out.